No Fucking Way is a podcast that's best enjoyed with headphones. So grab a pair for the most immersive experience. I'm running through the field when I hear this voice just say, Stop where you are, put your hands above your head, and turn around slowly. I'm thinking, this has to be a joke. But I do it because I figure I have to. I put my hands above my head, I turn around, and I shit you not. everyone and welcome to no fucking way the podcast where the craziest stories of all our lives get the cinematic retelling they deserve and that beautiful golden voice over there is mr matt stillo and on the mic over yonder we have mr james foster over yonder is not next to matt because we are not in the same room covid precautions still have to be had but okay we're both fully vaccinated now at this point though so this is true but i live in boston and you live in new york city so it, it would be a big trip for just the <laughs> intro record. we can vow here and now that we will do one intro together yes but maybe today is not the day this week no all right, man, let's let's get into it. So episode two today. A little crazy. This, ep- <laughs> this week's a little crazy. Just a little intense, right? Yes. I think the more we've gone along, like the more that I realize that every crazy story is the story of wrong place, wrong time. And I know I said this last episode, but I actually think that this story, and maybe I'll say this again later and people will <laughs> be like, Matt, stop saying this. <laughs> but this actual story that you're going to hear today is... The quintessential wrong place, wrong time story. And also potentially wrong face and height (laughs) and body weight. (laughs) No, actually, it's same face, same height, same body weight, wrong place, wrong time. (laughs) Right. Yes, exactly. So who is our guest today, Matt? Today on the show, we're talking to Pim Van Amerong, and he and I met many years ago uh, through a mutual friend while they were both studying at Boston Conservatory for musical theater. Pim is now an actor, a director, and a choreographer in New York City. And this story takes place during Pim's first summer working professionally at a summer stock theater in Tamworth, New Hampshire. He was a performer at the Barnstormers. He was out for a morning jog. He takes a little detour and things go horribly wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is definitely the official guide on how to become Tamworth famous. (laughs) Here it is, me and Pim. What's what's going on, man? Like, what's been, like, where, like, where are you right now? Like, what's going on? So I'm in New York. I've been here for the entire quarantine time. Are you, like, in the city? Yeah, I'm in the city in Washington Heights, where I live. Oh, awesome. So this is episode two. In in episode one, Casey, you, one of my good friends, so obviously I had heard him tell his camping story before we actually recorded it for the show. And although you and I have known each other for a long time, I actually don't, I have no idea what you're about to tell me. Yeah, it's, okay, yeah, this is gonna be fun. You're, you're a fresh audience for me, which is always fun. Uh, yeah, all, all I know is like uh, something about like, a SWAT team and someone like shots were fired or something. Listen, 
Okay. Should I just like go? Yeah, oh, Should I just please. Say yeah, let's yeah. launch into okay. it. Yeah. So I'm an actor and in college, I had been auditioning for tons of summer stock theaters, trying to get my foot in the door with some theaters for when I graduated. And I was a sophomore going into my junior year of college. And I was super excited because I booked my first professional gig. It was in the White Mountains in New Hampshire. It was the best summer because it was like, A, my first time doing professional theater. So I was psyched thinking I was like, the shit. The town was super cute that we were doing it in. It's a very small town. It's called Tamworth, New Hampshire. And they've probably got less than a thousand people living in this small little town. Right, right. And, it, and to give you like a little breakdown of it, there's a main street and the main street has this store called like the Lyceum. Next door to that, there's a store called The Other Store, because there are literally two stores in Tamworth. <laughs> so when people are like, are you at the main thing? They're like, no, no, I'm at The Other Store, and that's literally where they are. Literally the place, yeah. yes. <laughs> so it's a really fucking small town, and they have a theater and a library. When you guys come through in the summer, they must be like, oh my god, fucking finally. <laughs> yes, they, oh, they love <laughs> the us. Is here. <laughs> and they welcome us with open arms. They pride themselves on being the oldest professional summer stock theater in america and you know like the fact that i was getting paid whatever 250 dollars a week i was like i am making money <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. you see my name on that check like <laughs> yes yeah. uh, first time i ever i ever made anything like that so i was feeling really excited but taking it super seriously yeah, of course we were staying at this lodge down the road from the theater and it's important to understand just for the sake of the story like the geography of course of oh please Tamworth. lay it out for me this these are the only ways you can go. You go up Main Street, the first road you, you hit is this road on a hill. You go down for a mile, the first road you hit is the other road. And then you go up that road and you're back to like the lodge area where we were staying. Gotcha. And then that finally connects with Main Street. So it's kind of like a big triangle. Okay. If you okay. think about it like that. Mm -hmm. And that's important because this loop that just exists was like a 5K and me trying to be a very like healthy person getting ready for rehearsal wanted to do this like loop this 5k run uh -huh, yeah every day and i i'm, I'm not, i was not a big runner but i was you know i was like you know it's time to yeah, start yeah. i'm beginning my acting career i need to be running every day before rehearsal and then get home take a shower make a really good breakfast and get to rehearsal like five minutes early because <laughs> i'm professional <laughs> yeah absolutely so it's time to like start that routine yes so every day i was doing that and it took me like 30 minutes i would say to get around that 5k loop okay so it was it was pretty long but it was good that was a loop so i could just end up back at the house this one morning i got up really early started going on that run and i'm running and then i'm like run to like a mile then there's the road that goes up the hill and i turned onto that road went up the hill kept running turned right after that cemetery to get down that final road on main street that's going to pass by the theater the lyceum the other store the library and then I was just expecting to like turn right and be back at the lodge, take my shower, have my breakfast, get to rehearsal. That didn't happen. I was running almost at Main Street where I saw police tape and two policemen standing there with a car. And I didn't really know what was going on. I mean, this is Tamworth. I was thinking, okay, maybe they're doing some like surveying work or like 
it, I was, was it was the tape like covering like a store or like what was the area the tape was like cordoning off the tape was across the road from one side okay, to the other okay. so that no one could go through the road gotcha and so I ran up to them and I was like hey what's going on I can I just run I live like right over there and around the corner can I just like run through and they're like no you can't this is tied off right now and I was like okay I can't go back the way I just ran because that's like that's like 30 minutes and I've got rehearsal in 30 minutes and I I won't make it. So can I just like go, I just need to go right like I'm pointing at my, like uh, through the field. Yeah. There's, I'm, I'm pointing, like I see the house, can I just- like, That's my house. Yeah, I need to get there. They're like, sorry, you have to go the other way around. I can't let you through. And I was like, what? Fine, I'm not gonna argue with the cops. So I go back up the hill for a second and I just think to myself, no, fuck, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be late. I can't show up to rehearsal on like what the third day right. being like sorry I'm 30 minutes yeah. late. No, that's not going to happen. I'm like okay, what what can I do here? So it's kind of diagonal through this field. I can see the backyard of the house that I was staying at. The problem is there's this river running through. If I wanted to get to my house like the back route, I have to like go through a river like cross the stream. I thought about it. I didn't know what other options I had other than running super fast back the other way. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to cross this fucking stream. So I take off my socks and shoes. I cross the stream. I get to the other side and I see my house through the field. I'm like, great. This is going to work out. So I put on my socks and shoes again, and I was on a run, so I just continued running through the field. I'm running through the field when I hear this voice just say, stop where you are, put your hands above your head, and turn around slowly. So I'm thinking, this has to be a joke. Like, this is not real. And I, But I do it because I figure I have to. I put my hands above my head. I was at 19, uh -huh. 18. I didn't know what was right. going on. I turned around and I shit you not. I see six SWAT team members with automatic rifles pointed at my head. Oh my fucking God. I'm I'm standing there with my head, hands above my head and I count them to myself. I could see little black dots far away near the houses, near Main Street and the guy in the middle, I think he was the captain because he was the one yelling to me. Or what do you, what do you call the, the leader of the SWATs? I don't know, the lieutenant, I'm, <laughs> I have no sure, idea. Yeah, I don't know, like- <laughs> Captain the fucking sure. Yeah, the general captain, whatever. So I put my hands above my head. And also like, I'm thinking like, if I was black or brown, I would have been shot by now. So oh, like, yeah, yeah. hashtag black lives matter. No question. Were you, were they across the river from you? Like where were they, like when you saw them, like where were they? They were at a spot where the river kind of bends, so they weren't across the river anymore. They were far enough in the distance that it was just field to get to them. And did like trucks roll up? Is like that, that's what happened? I didn't, that's the thing is, I didn't see any of their vehicles. And I, I don't know why a SWAT team would be in Tamworth, little Tamworth, New Hampshire. Uh -huh. And so, I, I, this was, I was just completely blindsided. I thought it was just cops, but no, it was the SWAT team. And so I'm like, okay, shit is real. Like, what is happening? So I slowly walk up to this, this general, and I'm thinking to myself, they're not gonna shoot me. They, they're not gonna shoot me. I'm a little kid. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, 
I'm just yeah. a guy. They're not. Are they gonna like? Is this? What yeah. did I do? <laughs> you know, I'm like, what yeah. did I do wrong? And I walk up to them, and immediately as I get close, two SWAT team members start like frisking me head to toe, and. Have you ever been frisked by a professional <laughs> professional frisker? I mean, if you count TSA, but like I, I bet that this was more uh, aggravated than <laughs> listen. TSA is soft core. Yeah. This was real. I mean, every crevice, every nook and cranny was oh cut. Um, and and while they're doing this, which is pretty disorienting and invasive, but like I'm gay, I I liked it a little bit, and. This other guy is asking me, like, what's your name? What are you doing here? Why were you running? Who are you running from? Like, all these questions, and I don't know how they do this, but they get into your head. Like, they make you think you did something. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. And they were asking me all these very leading questions to try and get me to confess to my, what my, I don't know, what I had done. And they're like, where is she? Where's the where's the explosives? What? what did you do with the baby? What? And I go, what baby? I I don't even know any baby. I don't know babies. <laughs> I don't know. I am a baby. Listen, I did. I and and they're like, we know you did it. Just tell us where they are. Holy shit! I swear, I swear to you, I was I was thinking to myself like, what did I do? What did I? Who who did I wrong in Tamworth that like this is happening? And so. I'm just pleading to them, saying like, I'm just a, an actor. <laughs> I am here. It's my first ever professional job, and I just please let me go. I need to like get to my house and like take a shower and get back to rehearsal. Like I'm gonna be late to rehearsal. Like help me. And they're like, we know what you did. Where's the baby? Where's the fucking baby? And I couldn't reason with them, and it went like that for I, I probably like five minutes, where I was just denying myself with my hands up, and people. I still had rifles pointed at me. Wait, wait did, did, were you? Did they? Did they like cuff you or like tackle you or like like were you five feet away from them and the guns are pointing at you while the dude was asking you questions? Yeah, I wasn't tackled or anything, but after they frisked me, they like stood near me, and then there were still like three other SWAT team members with rifles from far away pointing at me. And the like corporal, general, lieutenant was like talking at me. It was probably like two feet away. That seems dangerous because I feel like put this guy in cuffs and then get rid of the guns so like nothing. <laughs> I know. I, I I mean to be honest, I don't think the SWAT team in New Hampshire gets a lot of action. Right, right. So. They're like, I'm not, but I'm not putting this gun down. This is it's not every day. <laughs> Some guys do the same right to me. <laughs> yeah. So I still have no clue what's going on, and I finally, after five minutes of back and forth questioning my reality, get them to believe for real that I am just an actor. I am 18 years old. My name is Pim Van Amerongen. I am in the musical version of Importance of Being Earnest over there at the Barnstormers, <laughs> and I need to be on time to rehearsal. And finally, they, like, let me go, and I'm just, like, kind of in a daze walking back to the house. Then I find out, because I had to, I, like, I didn't have my phone on me or anything. I called the stage manager, and I was like, I just held up at gunpoint. I'll be there as soon as I can. I'm so sorry for being late. And they were actually having trouble getting to the theater because both sides of the road on either end of Main Street were totally roped off. So 
it was like everyone was late so it wasn't a big oh deal oh my god <laughs> but i i did some digging because like i'm not gonna get held up at gunpoint and not know why uh-huh. so i found out yeah oh god please i'm like that's like what the fuck happened in this little town and like yeah okay yeah yeah go tell, tell me this is crazy so first thing you have to understand is new hampshire has legalized recreational use of fireworks uh-huh. so that makes it super easy for anyone to get the makings for a bomb right and this guy in town had a full night standoff with the police because he was like having a mental break or something holding his girlfriend and baby hostage with all the makings of a bomb in his basement which is where the SWAT team came in so I think the the girlfriend called the police and said like oh my god he's got a bomb he's holding us hostage and he's going crazy and he's not letting us go so that's why the whole thing had started and when I was <laughs> running through a field I was running in his backyard <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> and I fit the physical description from like behind of this man who's like 5'11, Caucasian male, average body, dark features, dark hair. They were like, this guy is running in a field and looks like. Yeah, they thought that you just like broke out the back of the house and started running. Yeah. So I'm very surprised that I wasn't shot. Oh my god. I figured that all out and I'm like, oh shit. That was stupid. So I go into the other store the next day. I'm getting my coffee and everybody's like reading the newspaper. It's like, it's an old town. There are like (laughs) lots of old geezers just sitting there with the newspaper, like talking to Daisy behind the bar. And I walk in and one of these guys looks at me and he goes, hey, are you an actor at the barn stores? I was like, yeah, I am. And they're like, were you the kid that was held up at gunpoint yesterday? (laughs) And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes! He's like, yeah, it's in the newspaper. So that kid, he's been off of his medication for a little bit, but hopefully he's going to get a little better. We're just sorry that he went through this and that you got involved in it all. Like, everyone knew the whole story of this, this dude, the bomber, who had held his girlfriend and baby up at hostage that I got the rap for. That's, <laughs> yo, A, I'm just glad you're okay. Holy shit. Oh, like, thank there you. could have been, dude, I mean, exactly, like, that SWAT team, like, this is the first action they see in whoever, you know, knows how long, and then, like, you see a kid running, like, maybe, he has a bomb, like, there might be some dude on the forest that's, like, trigger-happy, yeah, some shit. exactly, like, I am so lucky that I did not get shot by a rifle. I have, n- I have never seen guns like oh, that dude, before. I, oh, no, no, no. Like, I've heard, I have, uh, there are a couple of friends that I have who've been, like, mugged or whatever at a gunpoint, and I, every time I think about it, I, my heart just sinks. Like, I can't even imagine what you were thinking in that moment. It's weird, because you see lots of guns on TV and yeah, movies, yeah. and so you kind of get desensitized <laughs> right. to it. You're like, they're not going to shoot me. They're not going to shoot It's not real. They're not going to shoot yeah. me. And then you, something switches, and you're like... Holy fuck, they could really Absolutely. shoot Absolutely. They could shoot yeah. me. That's the real gun. Yeah, I think the thing I can like equate it to is like I have a bunch of friends who've like tried to convince me to, to go skydiving. And you know, you see skydiving and you're like, it, yeah, like it's you know, it's generally safe, like whatever, like you know, it's but everyone who's gone though, they're like, Yeah, it's like it's exciting and you go and you get on the plane and you're like get in like, yo, we're gonna do this, like it's gonna be crazy, it's gonna be fun. And then they open the door and you're like, This is wrong, this is all wrong, no one yes. should be doing this. Exactly. <laughs> 
Yo, I went skydiving in Hawaii, and <laughs> that is exactly what happened to me. I got up in that plane. Yeah. I was fine. I was I was talking to this other couple who had done over 200 right. jumps. They opened the door. My friends started like falling out like flies, and I was like, "They're all dead. Yeah. They're all dead. I can't do this. I'm not. Why? This is a perfectly good plane. Yeah, why yeah. am I jumping out of a perfectly good right, plane?" Right. Did you ever see this dude's like? Did he, was he ever arrested? Did you like see his mugshot or anything? <laughs> Look him oh, up on Facebook. No, this is actually. <laughs> This is juicy. Yeah. <laughs> I did look up more about him because his house was obviously in that little stretch of Main Street. That's why they were blocking it off. So we walked past his house every fucking day to get to the theater. And I've been working at this theater now for 10 years. Like, this story is a legend in the town. Oh, yeah. You're, yeah, you're famous. <laughs> oh, yeah. I am Tamworth yeah. famous, honey. <laughs> so we have lots of friends that keep going back year after year to the Barnstormers. And they all know this story. So I've gotten pictures some summers when I'm like, cause I'll do a show and then I'll leave and then they'll have the rest of the season for the summer. So I might not always be there with the same friends, but we all know each other and it's fun. And so I had left already for a season. I had done my show and gone. And I got these videos a few weeks later of my friends playing beer pong in his fucking backyard. What? They And they just, and they were wearing his like his sweaters and everything. And they were like, look, we're, we're partying with the bomber. I was like, get the fuck out of there. What? I was like, he's gonna he's gonna pull out that firework explosive and just like get out. So he was like And they're like, no, it's fine. Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> he's cool. He gave us beer. And I I think I've since met him once and Matt. He kinda looks like you. Oh really? I'm fucking glad it wasn't me <laughs> on that day. <laughs> Dear God. I, wait, so wait, what was the context in which you met him? Were you like, you fucking, like, I would have been like kind of mad. I feel like. I don't think I told him the story when I met him because I was a little scared. Uh -huh. But right. my, those friends, when I ended up being in a show with them like another year yeah. later, I think we were walking through and they saw him and they waved and like we talked for a second, but they didn't bring it up and I wasn't gonna because I'm sure that's like a big right, like, right, right. triggering <laughs> time <laughs> for him. Yeah. I'm amazed you keep going back, especially with that. Oh, I know. I <laughs> live there. That's, I mean, hey, you gotta take work when you get it as right. an actor. Like, if that <laughs> right, means right. you might get like held up at gunpoint, yeah. you just keep you just going. Keep going. Do, you know? do you go back to that spot and just like say a prayer or like do some kind of ritualistic thing? I have never crossed that stream yeah, again. That's fair. I would, I would never <laughs> go in that, in that field Right, again. I guess you'd be pretty close to his house, so there's no need to go there. <laughs> Unless he has beer, though. <laughs> Unless he has beer and, like, beer pong, I might, like, yeah. hang out for a little bit. Oh my god. I just come away from this episode with, like, a new, <laughs> a newfound respect for how real these situations are because like i know pim and like yeah this straight up happened to him it's kind of insane all factors considered like yes small town yes theater group it was the morning like first he, real job yeah you know like everything about it is like this is not happening absolutely but also imagine being like i'm gonna cross this fucking stream yeah. Because I'm a professional and I'm not <laughs> right. going to be late. <laughs> right, right, right. And then the immediate effect of that was being stopped by an entire SWAT team. <laughs> like, he had to be like, okay, that was a bad idea. That's the last time I ever crossed the stream. <laughs> and, and also, like, his situation changed so fast that that does kind of, like, spin you into a spell where, like, yeah. you're not thinking straight. Yeah. 
Well, and also overwhelmingly, just glad it wasn't me because apparently this dude <laughs> and me look exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wonder if that's exact. Maybe what held them back was like, I don't. This doesn't look like our yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's a wrap for this week. No fucking way is produced, edited, and sound designed by Matt Stillo and myself, James Foster. Our theme music was composed by Josh Quat. Joshquat.com. Josh Quat, a genuine rock star. He is a music producer. He is a performer. He is also a beautiful man. <laughs> Please check out his website, Josh Quat. <laughs> He's also got some custom tracks coming up for a future episode, so stay tuned oh, for that. Oh, that's so true. Stay tuned. The rest of the music in this episode was sourced from Free Music Archive, so check out our show notes for a list of the artists in this week's episode. The artwork for this show was created by yet another beautiful and talented man, Will Schneider. And if you enjoyed this show, please rate us, review us, subscribe. It really means everything. Like, Absolutely. Right now, it's just me and James doing the show, and um, it doesn't happen if people don't talk about it. And we want to make more shows for you guys. We want to make bigger and better shows. We want to make yeah. them more often. We need the algorithms to work in our favor. <laughs> it's true. Convince the machines to uh, convince, convince the machines <laughs> to let us do this full time. But to do that, we need more stories. So... If you have a crazy story, which I'm sure you do, because, Matt, what is it? Everybody. Everybody has a crazy story. Hit us up at nfwpod.com. We'd love to have you on the show. And it's launch week. And that means, along with our trailer, there are three episodes currently live in the feed. This is episode two. If you haven't already done so, check out episode one, and then go ahead and listen to episode three, Missing in Mexico, which is the first part of a truly terrifying story. The second half of that episode will be live next week. We'll see you there.